there was no way that I was gonna train all year to have a four-mile pillow fight with some dude named Caleb Mandrake or Preston Cottonbush or whatever those guys are named. I mean, the year that I rode in it, an alligator escaped from the zoo, <laughs> and literally there was a prop bet a thousand to one that someone would hit an alligator with their oar. You guys are all just way better athletes than me. You look at U.S. rowing, right? It's the 55th most popular sport in the in the country, right? I mean, it's way behind. It's, it's right between jogging and roller skating. And Magnus was walking around England like Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma. So Can we eat on the show. There's a lot of girth. Is my mom gonna see this? I'm Alex Del Sordo, and this is another Coaches Yelling, and uh, I'm nervous. I I'm very nervous, and I'm nervous because I'm in front of amazing rowers, guys that have been rowing for years and years and years. They're very, some of them are pretty old. Uh, they, they have won at all levels. Actually, no, they haven't won at all levels. There's a couple guys here that have not made it all the way to the top, but uh, we're around rowing royalty, and it dawned on me, though, as I was a little bit nervous. Um, in the real world, these guys mean nothing. You know what I mean? Like, row, like rowers think they're amazing people, but in the real world, no one really knows about them. But we're going to get to know about them today. And the questions that we're going to be bringing up today are controversial in a way, uh, argumentative in a way, but it's going to be uh, a lot of fun for you listeners out here. And I will say this, and I'm going to say this multiple times. If you like or dislike what these guys are saying, if you have a comment on what these guys are saying, give it to us, leave it for us. We want to know how you feel about all this. Now, first up, is uh, a guy that has been with us since the beginning, uh, Luke Walton, undefeated at the collegiate level, a Cal Bear, the founder of Rower Academy, um, an Olympian, never won it, and I don't think has won ever on this show. Welcome to uh, Coaches Yelling, Luke. Well, you know, thanks as always for having me. Uh, maybe I can win one of these things uh, one of these days, but... Uh, the running uh, gag, if you will, on this show is that Luke never wins. So we'll see if that uh, holds true again today. I, I actually hope it does, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Now, next up is a guy, I didn't, even, I didn't know who this guy was. Uh, I had to Google him and found out that he uh, had some success at the rowing level. Not a lot. Uh, never, what is it? Never made the varsity eight a cow. So that's a big deal. Uh, and I think, Magnus, I think you're going to have to take into account your experience at the Pilates level and control your breathing today because these guys are going to bring the heat. Welcome to Thanks. the show. Thanks for having me. I mean, longtime watcher, first time contestant. So it's great to be here. I'm um, looking forward to uh, getting it on with you guys today. I've been, uh, been watching these last couple, three. It looks like you got about 300 views in each of them. So yeah. maybe we can get those numbers up above 500. What do you think? I think I think you're the guy yeah, to do it. Yeah, okay. got to do it. Okay. So, Magnus, thank you for being on here. Uh, yeah, next I'm up, looking forward uh, to it. Good. Next up, uh, God, I mean, the guy, the guy won some races at college. was was pretty good. Never made it to the Olympics. He's probably the the least successful rower here. Mike Wallen, uh, the program director of Chicago Rowing Foundation, St. Joe's Prep alum. Welcome to the show, man. Happy to be back as always, uh, see some familiar faces and a Harvard guy. So I'm pretty confident in what I'm going to do today. <laughs> Again, man, a few words. And I just love that about Mike. Now, next up, this, this is not to confuse you guys. This is a Bushbacher. It is not the famous coach. It is his son, uh, a Harvard grad, a, a Cambridge alum, 
Uh, never really won anything in rowing, but a really nice guy. Stefan Buschbacher, welcome to the show. Thanks. No one's ever called me a really nice guy, so it's already a win for me. Um, I appreciate uh, you inviting me a couple days ago. I'm uh, not really sure what I'm up against or into, but uh, Luke's here, like a safety blanket, so I think I'm going to be fine. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. And now uh, the next guest. Uh, this is the head coach of Cal. I think three-time Olympian, a Canadian. He's not an American. He's a Canadian. Undefeated at the college level. Uh, has lost a lot of races as a coach, though. Wanted to point that out. But uh, this is Scott Fransden. Welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, first, not not undefeated at the college level. Oh, uh, lost a couple. Um, but but actually, I think it's probably looking up for Luke uh, to have me here. Uh, increase your chances of winning. Um, you you won a lot more uh, when I was around. <laughs> I love that. Enjoying the uh, enjoying the Cal content of this. Uh, of this panel. Well, I'm excited. So we have we have four Cal Bears against a Harvard grad. This is intense. Now, we're going to start with Luke, okay? Now, the first question, Luke, and, I, and I'm changing this up because I, I, I thought about this a lot, and I, and I want to reword the way I'm going to do this. So there are three major duels in the collegiate men rowing in the world, okay? There's the Cal Washington, right? The Harvard Yale, and then the Oxford Cambridge. Now, out of all those duels, which one is the best race? You're on the clock. Wow. So, you know, I was prepared for Harvard, Yale, Oxford, Cambridge, and I was going to go with the, with the boat race as my answer. Now you're throwing in Cal Washington pulling at my heartstrings. I'm obviously going to say it's the Cal Washington duel. Uh, and, 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 and that's from a personal level. Now, to answer the question for everybody else, here was my original answer and why the Cambridge-Oxford duel is the best race um, it's been contested since 1829. It's the only times it hasn't been raced is during the world wars. There was one dead heat when, uh, honest John, a blind man in his seventies declared a dead heat. Scott Franzen on the panel was in the closest race, arguably one of the greatest races of all time, a one foot victory in the boat race. Uh, Stefan was clashing in 2004, uh, went on to a victory there. It's an unfair race course. There's turns, there's current, there's sinking, there's all this stuff. Mike Worley, 36 years young in 2008, boat race uh, you know, competitor. James Cracknell at 46 years young. There's no NCAA. The stories are endless. So from an entertainment perspective, from 250,000 people on the banks to uh, tens of millions of people watching it on television, you're just not going to beat it. You're not going to beat it unless you're a bear and you get the chance to go up against Washington in the cut and beat them on their home Time. Hey, you know, Luke made some pretty good points. It's the history of the boat race. I mean, how can that be beaten? It's the history of the boat race. Uh, but the thing is, Luke never raced the Harvard Yale race. So he has no, he has no say in this, really. I mean, he, he's, he's been there. He's seen it. But next up, uh, Magnus. Magnus, we're going to bring you on. I'm not going to repeat the question. Uh, I think you know what you're up against. You're on the clock. Yeah, I mean, this is an easy question. I think uh, even though you're throwing in a, another dual race, I think it's clearly the boat race. Um, Luke brought up some good points, and I'll, and I'll kind of just add to it by saying, you know, this is this is definitely the most watched sporting event in the world outside of the Olympics, right? I mean, 15.8 million people watch this race. Put that in comparison to the Olympics, 19.8 million. Right? You could 
honestly make an argument that this is the most swallowing. Obviously, losing him. <laughs> Somebody text this man that his internet's running out. He's cut. We're going to cut him. We're going to cut him. Cut him. Mute him. Someone reach out to him. Tell him he's got to fix his internet. Jeez Louise, guys. Come on. Amateur hours over here. We knew this was going to happen. One guy would screw it up. Uh, two points. Uh, just because he, he brought up the spectator side of things. And I appreciate that. Now, next up, uh, Wallen. Now, Wallen, you've won a lot of these competitions here. You've won the most coaches yelling out of all this. You're on the clock. Go. All right. Cal Washington, I've been in four. Unbelievable. It's always two of the best four teams in the country uh, at the very least. The boat race has the history. It's incredible. It's stacked with great athletes from around the world, and it's the, the only real race of their season. So it's a one-and-done championship. Really cool. Harvard, Yale. I mean, I found out about that race for the first time ever in 1998 on my, my recruiting trip to Harvard. And it literally is the reason I took, you know, myself out of going to Harvard. Uh, there was no way that I was going to train all year to have a four mile pillow fight with some dude named Caleb Mandrake or Preston Cottonbush or whatever those guys are named. But, and I hate myself for what I'm about to say, if I had to pick right now, I would actually pick Harvard Yale. And here's what? why. If I, had to pitch, if I had to pitch this race to ESPN right now, okay? The boat race is the boat race. It's stagnant. Cal Washington is stagnant. Harvard Yale right now has the winningest college coach, the Phil Jackson, the Greg Popovich of rowing, going up against the most famous, most popular rowing, rower in the United States in Clark Dean, the chosen one, the LeBron James of U.S. rowing. Oh. And that is the showdown I can sell. So I'm not talking about what happened in 1822 with some little guy rowing against some other little guy in England and having a tea afterwards. I, I'm talking I, about right I, now. Oh, man. Oh, man. You flip-flop, dude. You are, you're a flip-flopper. Incredible. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Now, the only guy here that actually rode the Harvard-Yale race is Stefan. So, Stefan, we're going to bring you on. You're on the clock, buddy boy. You give me your answer. I just want to point out that Luke did some research ahead of this call, so he, he had all the stats there. It was well done. Um, I think to answer this one in 30 seconds quickly, I think for the athletes that are in it, I'd say Cal Washington's probably the, the most intense one, I think, for how much they care about it. You can see the, the, the ferocity they bring to that. From a spectator perspective, I don't know, the boat race is probably the best one, either on TV or in person. Harvey Ellis an awful event to watch. And I think for alumni, the ones that they care about, it's probably Harvard Yale. For some reason, alumni most care about Harvard Yale results after it's fact. And they kind of hang on to those for decades, the Caleb Mandrakes of the world. Um, funny also, you mentioned ESPN. ESPN last televised the Oxford, sorry, Harvard Yale race in like eight, in the early 80s. Um, so I do think if you wanted to pitch this on US TV, Harvard Yale could maybe be interesting from a TV audience. But obviously, Gladstone's made it more competitive and more interesting. So it's kind of hard to, in our lifetime, Yale Stephen, was I need so an answer. And tell me which one. You're, you're going back and forth. Which is the best? So, well, depending on the audience, I think uh, spectators, right? The TV sports, the boat race has got to be the most attractive event. There's his answer. Cut him off. Wow. Okay. You know, Stefan, you're new to this. You know, you, I know you're successful outside of your, your, your world here. But you got to learn how to just answer the question. All right? But I like what you said. You had some stats. They were pretty good. You're not wrong. 
Um, and there was a point that he brought up that was really interesting, how much Cal and Washington care about that, but spectators don't care about that. They don't know the stories because we're not good at telling stories yet. Scott, you had a chance to listen to all four of these guys. You, you know the question, you're on the clock. It seems to be you take a, you take a minute to, to go over all of the answers and then 10 seconds to, to, to choose. Uh, I, I was going to take issue that you didn't include the Cal Washington duel in, in your original question. Yeah. Because uh, I, I do think that, you know, now that that's allowed to be an option, that that wins. You know, I think boat race is, is great. And, and in terms of num number of views, yeah, that, that wins. Um, you know, Harvard Yale race, I think dozens of people uh, tune in to watch that every year. And most of them are aunts and uncles or neighbors. Uh, Cal Washington, you know, I, I think the, the winner or even sometimes the loser of that race, the, the, they are dictating the the speed of collegiate rowing around the country, if not around the world. Um, and so for the last 25 years, I think Cal and Washington have been in the top four or five every single year at the IRA. Um, so just for what that, that offers in terms of a preseason or early season indication of where those two programs are at, uh, the Cal-Washington dual wins. And that's your answer, Cal-Washington. All right, look, you closed out. This is, this is interesting. Uh, Fleming, I'm only giving you two points because you cut out the internet, so you're way behind and you're just stuffing your face. I mean, come on, get with it. Luke, you're behind four. I got a dead heat between Stefan, Scott, and Mike. I got seven points with the three of them. All had good points. Luke, you're on the chopping block at four. Magnus, man, like, dude, two points. So we're going to go back around now, okay? So closing, so opening up the second question is going to be Scott. And here's the question, Scott, for all you listening, pay attention very clearly. Is it better to be a rower in England, the UK, or America? Where is it, where is it better to be an athlete in this sport? You're on the clock. There are two levels to this question, at the collegiate level or international? At the collegiate level, it's not even close. Uh, the student athlete experience in the US is just so much better uh, in terms of being able to combine uh, academics at a high level, athletics at a high level, being a, being a part of a, a student athlete community within all of these these athletic departments, uh, it's it's just it's not even not even close. Oxford and Cambridge come close, um, but but nowhere else in the UK has that student athlete experience. So so huge edge to the US there. Uh, on the international level, I think there's just two very different approaches. Uh, through you know under Mike Tatey, guys are encouraged or able to get jobs, and so they're they're able to kind of pursue that that element of their life uh, while also uh, going after the Olympics, whereas with the, the British system, you're on lottery funding, which is awesome. There's a chance of sponsorship, but there's there's nothing else uh, other than rowing. Um, do you think do you think the U.S. needs that? Do you think we need sponsorships, and so that people don't have to be working in athletes? Uh, in the Olympic year, maybe. Um, but but I think both coaches are doing, or both systems are set up to try to get the, the most of their best athletes to stay around for another quadrennial or another two quadrennials. And that's Time. okay. Um, so he had, he had two answers. I mean, you know, at the collegiate level, it's us at the international, it's the UK, but uh, all right, we're going to move around the clock here. I got Stefan back. So Stefan, you're going to come back on the clock here. You are, I mean, I, unless Luke and Fleming pull out a huge victory, you're going to be moving on here. So you're on the clock. You know, the question. Mm. So I, I'm going to follow Scott's um, classification of this. Uh, internationally, I would maybe just add Germany or New Zealand as countries to, to row. Similar thinking because they're, they're supported. They don't really have to grind and work at the same time. 
on a collegiate level student athlete, I think I would add another for men and women, it's a slightly different. I think for us male heavyweights, I'd, I'd agree with Scott. The U.S. is definitely the best place collegiately. Um, and maybe you could maybe argue for some degrees international, it's just the same at Oxford, Cambridge. But I think women, it's uh, overwhelmingly the U.S. and a little bit unfortunate that women don't really have any options. Like, in other countries, they're still trying to make women's rowing uh, on equal footing, but they're a decade behind her. So Title mm-hmm. IX's made vast improvements in the U.S. Time. Uh, you know, I know there's still three more to go, but to, to bring up female rowing is incredible. This is a male-dominated panel, a bunch of egos. He's the one that brings up female rowing. It's a great point. It's a great point. I love it. Uh, who do we have next? We got Mike. So, Mike, you, if, as long as you don't screw this up, I think you're going to move on to the next round. But you know the question. You're on the clock. Yeah, um, I think there were some good points about the, the college experience and, the, and the, the multiple choices you have here. But I, and I, I hate myself again for saying this, but I, I got to disagree. I think it's a thousand percent more fun to be rowing in England. I didn't go to Oxford or Cambridge. I did compete at the Royal Henley Regatta. I've competed in uh, the trials in America. I've been to Junior Worlds. I've been to some big races. Never have I ever felt like I was a professional rowing athlete. Um, other than when you put your boat in on the Thames and get in front of that crowd and get in front of the intensity. It's just, it's, it was the most electric rowing crowd I've ever been about and around. And it's, it's all British people. And then I hear about the stories, uh, you know, of the people in the blue boat at Oxford and Cambridge and what their life's like. I mean, Magnus was walking around England like Baker Mayfield in Oklahoma. I mean, everybody knew who he was. He was, he was famous for rowing. I've, I've never seen a situation where people are famous for rowing in the United States. I think it's I like it. Uh, look, the two underdogs, you guys got ways to go. Um, Magnus, you're going to come in. Make sure your internet's fixed, dude. Right? I, I hope sure it is. I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure that it is. But uh, anyway. You're on the clock. I, I also kind of agree with Mike, and I agree a little bit with Scott. I mean, I think you got to look at this from the collegiate level. I do believe, you know, the UK, it's, it's one of the most popular sports in the UK right? It's the sixth most popular sport in the UK. You look at US rowing, right? It's the 55th most popular sport in the, in the country, right? I mean, it's way behind. It's, it's right between jogging and roller skating, right? So this is not an interesting sport here, right? Like people don't care about it. But that being said, right, this is a, this is a population question, right? There's 330 million people in the US. There's 60 million in the UK. So I have to give this to the US, right? I do believe that that is actually the better place to row. It's the better place to be rowing now. If you had asked me this 20 years ago, I would have 100% said it was the UK, but programs are getting defunded left and right, right? They're just constantly getting defunded. I mean, I'm talking to my friends over there yesterday about this. They said, you know, people are leaving in, in exodus to come row in the US, time. much damn better it. place. Damn it, time, Magnus, you know, you're killing me, dude. If you had really good internet, you would have smoked the field, man. You just pulled out eight points. You brought up eight points, dude. God, man. Fix your internet. Luke, you know the question. you got to come strong, buddy. You're on the clock. Yeah, you know, going first is hard and going last is hard because, you know, everybody has the good – you know, you start first, you have no answers, you go last, they took all the answers. And I know Scott's not going to give me any leverage here. So uh, <laughs> I'm probably not going to win this one, so let's talk about it from – a notoriety standpoint, which the guys talked about, and then from an actual training and racing standpoint. So the collegiate system, the collegiate racing circuit in the United States, it's second to none. Uh, you know, the duels, uh, the regionals, and, and the national. 
So you're, you're just not going to get better than that. In the UK, you're doing some fixtures before a boat race, you know, some, some warm-ups and some half pieces and stuff. But, you know, it's one and done, which is cool, but not cool at the same time. From a notoriety perspective, the, the boat race is, is fantastic. It's amazing. It's, you know, as Mike said, people actually know your name. They know your name. They know who you are as a rower. And, and that's a confusing thing as an American going to, to row in the UK. Um, if we could figure out how to make collegiate rowing in the United States like oh, boat I can't give you more win. time at the minute. Man, you spent 20 seconds going on in the beginning. Just get to the point. After a word from our sponsors, we're going to get into the three guys that move on. Stay tuned. Okay, we're back, guys. We're back. And we have a three-way tie, but I want to point something out. And I, I'm a little bit humility here, okay? I know that I'm not the best athlete out of this bunch of guys. And this is my only chance to try to beat them in something. Because I know I would lose to them every time. So I, I, I just wanted to point that out. Uh, and with this three-way tie, I've decided to do it on height. Okay, so we have Magnus, Wallen, and Stefan. All three tie with 10 points. We need two of them to move on. Scott is the clear favorite right now out ahead. So we're going to base it on height. Mike Wallen, how tall are you? I'm 6'4 and 3 quarters. 6'4 <laughs> and 3 quarters. Stephen Bushbacher, how tall are you? 7'5. <laughs> Boom! 6'5 <laughs> and 3 quarters. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. And uh -oh. Magnus, how tall six, are you? 6'6. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> We did it. All right. Look. I'm out. <laughs> Mike is out. We have moving forward. We have, and this is crazy. These are the three newbies. These are the guys that I didn't think would advance. So we got Stefan, Magnus, and Scott. We're going to do the coaches yelling round. Now, for those of you watching so far, we've asked some really great questions. If you agree or disagree, give us your feedback. Give us your, give us your comments. I want to know how you think these guys are doing so far. Now, coaches yelling. For those, now the three of you have not done this before. You have four to five minutes, okay? Four to five minutes to speak your case. This is an open forum. I'm not gonna mute you unless you're just rambling on. So in five seconds, we're gonna start the clock. Let's get everyone off mute. And I really want you guys to focus on the best duel because this is a good collection of guys that have raced it at all levels. Three, four, three, two, one, you're on the clock. Scott, can I ask a question maybe? Stefan, what's your question? From a from a rower's perspective, you yeah. know, if, if if you're in a Cal Washington race and next year you're not in it, you still respect the guys that you're like that you're looking at it from the side. Uh, Oxford Cambridge, I've, sometimes there's a bit of shit talking in the background because like that crew is nearly as good as the one that was my years. I think at Harvard, Yale, uh, Cal Washington, you think there's a similar standard at least every year, but they can be like weak, much weaker vintages in the Oxford Cambridge race. Do you guys agree with that? Is that a weird thing? No, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. And I think to, to your first point there, the, the continuity, like having everybody involved in the programs for at least, you know, for four years creates that, that, that continuity or that, or that connection from year to year. Whereas Oxford Cambridge, uh, you know, some, some guys are there for one, two years. So there's, there's less of a. Uh, Listen, this, this, 
this sport is all about the, the reason that Oxford Cambridge is the, is the best, you know, dual meet in the world, right? Is this is about entertainment, right? Yes. Plain and simple. Yes. I mean, you, you can gamble, you can gamble on this race, right? You realize that a lot of people don't realize that you can gamble on it. I mean, half the people that are there the first day are just gambling on the race. I mean, there was a, and there's prop betting. I mean, the year that I rode in it, an alligator escaped from the zoo. <laughs> and literally, there was a prop bet, a thousand to one, that someone would hit an alligator with their oar, right? I mean, years later, Alex Woods had a heart attack. I mean, when does that ever happen, right? That's, that's never going to happen in another duel. What's the best duel is, is alligator prop bets? No, no listen, <laughs> I'm just saying entertainment like, wins out. Entertainment wins out. These are just, these uh, other races, right, listen, nobody guys, shows up. I'm the only one that hasn't raced these things, right? And like, I disagree. I, I'm, I'm not in this for entertainment value. And I know I that am. I, uh, we all are. But, Everyone but else. Listen, is. at the end of the day, Scott, it's about money. You need to get money to these programs. The only way you're going to get money to these programs is if you bring in spectators. 250,000 people watching live, 15 million people watching on TV. You can't compete with those numbers. I mean, I talked to Adam Kosmicki, who rode in the Oxford or in the uh, Harvard Yale race, right? He stroked it, undefeated season 2005. His girlfriend at the time didn't even know he did that. Right. I mean, think about that. Think about how weird that. Put him on pause for a second. He's rambling on. I love it. Stefan, listen, give me, uh, you've raced the Harvard Yale and Cambridge, right? So tell me, where, where's yep. your head at? It, again, back then, the Harvard Yale race was such a, not a non-event, but it was not the focus of the season. It was a traditional thing. It was something you just did for a training perspective. Unfortunately, it wasn't the same caliber. So Oxford, Cambridge. It's different. It's a miserable time of the year. It's you don't really care that much about the spectators, and it's, it seems like a dumb course. Um, you guys, you guys, listen, all these you guys don't realize. I mean, Magnus is agreeing with me on this one. It's about the spectators. I don't care yeah. if you lose the event. That's and, it. Yeah, sure, it's a tough and, race. But. And they've been ahead of the technology every step of the way. I mean, they've been filming this race since the '90s, the early '90s, right? Now they have like the Cox is mic'd up. There's two cameras in the boat. You know, you're going in and out. You got helicopters literally following this. Right. And I'm not saying it started that way. It got to that way because as more and more people watched it, more and more money went into it. That's because the right? course, the course Scott, lends itself. Scott, to, Scott, it's, I mean, it's not a straight line. Stefan, pause, Stefan. Scott, listen, you got to convince me why spectators don't matter. All right. I, 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 you're, you're, you're telling me it's about the race and about the competition. And I was like, why do you not agree with Matt Magnus on this? It's not that they don't matter, but that can't be the core, the core motivation. And, and it's for me, it's the athlete experience and, and connecting the generations that, that, that racing experience and that, that, that life experience about being, being a part of Cal or being a part of Harvard or being a part of Oxford and getting to race in, in that That's race. That's a good point. That's so much history. You're on mute. Uh, <laughs> Am I? I don't think I'm on mute. No, he's not so anymore. listen, the course <laughs> itself is really interesting, <laughs> right? Harvard, Yale, uh, Washington, Duel, those are straight. Those are Magnus, straight. quiet. Go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. And, and, and the alumni support that comes from that allows our programs to, to go forward and do what we do uh, versus trying to have alligator prop bets and, and helicopters in the sky. And yeah, that, that, adds, that adds an element to it that, that makes it more popular and, and there's value there. Um, but that entertainment value is not, is not my core motivation. Magnus, come on back in here. Cause, oh no, Stefan, go ahead, Stefan. You've been quiet, go ahead. If I could add one thing to that too. The, the, unfortunately, when you get off the water at the Oxford Cambridge race and talk to some people who've been sitting in a pub for four hours and you ask them who won the race, they're like, 
So it's a, it might be a good spectator event, a good reason to meet with your mates at the pub, but I think for the people in it and the people around the programs, I think it's maybe not necessarily okay, the same let's thing. Let's talk about the race itself. Let's talk okay, about it's also sad that the right? only I mean, televised event in rowing is the boat fine, race. Fine, forget about all compare. that. Forget about all that, right? What I like about Oxford Cambridge is you have to race it like a 2K, even though it's four miles, yeah. right? Because there's no lanes, the first person to get in front literally breaks the other person, right? That, that is so entertaining. And I'm not saying that you can necessarily replicate that in some way, but we have to find a way to make these more than just, hey, I start here, you start there, let's see who's there at the end, right? right? So like, so, there's so, so, so much so nuance. What do you think about this though? I, where I stand right now and where we stand is if the sport is more entertaining, you're gonna have more athletes. So Scott, as the head coach of Cal, don't you want a bigger pool of athletes to make your program faster? And don't you think that a better entertainment value is going to grow the sport? Yeah, I mean, and, and there's, there's value to those points. I, mean, I do think that, that high school rowing across the U.S. and across the world is, is increasing, or the popularity of the sport is, is increasing. So, and, and we see that with recruiting, recruiting efforts all over the world. So, again, whether that's because the boat race is on TV and brings in that or, or, or exposes more of a population to, to watch rowing, Sure, but I think I think it's just climbing in popularity as a sport. We want it to climb faster, and I, and I think Magnus and I are in the same position. I think that entertainment value is is is. This way is why you got to watch the old episodes, Scotty. You can't come into this thing dry. <laughs> <laughs> you got to so, know what he thinks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's about winning over my thoughts. It's about winning Alex's, you know, opinion approval. And, and, and there it is, seven minutes. That is the longest coaches yelling uh, moment we've had in this, in, in so far in this uh, series. And when we get back from word from our sponsor, I'm going to tell you who the winner is, and uh, we're going to close out this episode. Hey, guys, it's Luke from Rower Academy, where we give you the information, tools, and training you need to successfully navigate the college recruiting process. Check us out at roweracademy.com and start training for your future today. We're back. And, uh, you know, this has been a lot of fun for me. And I really hope as a listener or as someone watching this, you've enjoyed this. It has been an incredible panel of folks here, guys at all levels of rowing. And they made a lot of really good points. But one person, one person won over my heart. And that's the point of the show, isn't it? The point of the show is to just win my heart. And unfortunately, Luke has a place in my heart. But Magnus, has won. He is a comeback hero. His internet went out. He had two points and he closed out and he wins the entire show. Absolutely killing it today. I love it. Great job. Now, listen, before I close off the arguments here and everyone says goodbye, if you like or dislike or disagree with anything or agree, leave us your comments, give us your feedback. And if you want to be on a show and take down one of these monsters, now's your chance. Send us a message. Let us know what you think. Uh, in fourth or fifth place, Luke Walton. Luke, listen, you did a great job, all right? You did a great job, but you, fifth place finish today. How are you feeling? I'm uh, so far away from what I came here to do, which was finally <laughs> win one of these things. Uh, when you bring even more guests on the show and I'm further away from first, it, uh, it hurts a lot. I do want to say just one thing, just to, to back up Scott's point. I really do think we cannot – I agree with you guys. We have to commercialize this. We have to get rowing and get it exciting, but we cannot lose sight of what rowing's really all about. Out, which is competition and the best competitors. I don't think, I think LeBron James and others, they like being adored by fans, 
but they probably still play the games in empty arenas if they have the competitive aspect that brings them to that because that's the greatness they're looking for is is to play the game at a really really high level spectators or not uh so we just have to be better at storytelling we have great athletes we got to tell better stories about them i love it luke great job man that that what a way and you brought something up as as i forgot you know we all mean the same thing. We all have the same goal here. This is, this is good, hard, fun. And there's ribbing aside, we've enjoyed this time and we still want the same thing. We want the sport to grow and we still want great athletes competing and having fun. So in a, a surprise fourth place, I thought that this guy brought the heat in the first question. Uh, Mike Wallen, fourth place finish today. How are you feeling? Uh, definitely Rob today. Um, should have been in that final. I would have loved to uh, go head to head with that amazing performance Magnus busted out there at the end. Um, I agree with him uh, with everything he said. I, and it's kind of the, the, the same argument I was making with the uh, Gladstone versus Clark Dean um, story. The Harvard-Yale race is by far the worst event of the three, but the storyline is popular. And I think that's what I'm trying to advocate for is rowing, getting showcased at a higher level, even if we have to throw in a few Gator prop bets to do it. I appreciate that. You know, the only reason you didn't advance is because you're one inch shorter than Stefan. I mean, you still killed it. And he brings the hat around. Philadelphia Eagles all day. Love it. Go Birds. Uh, now Stefan finishing third place. Not a, not a bad showing for your first go around. Uh, how are you feeling today? Uh, pretty good. Th thanks again for having me. Uh, um, I would like to say that... Uh, if you think about this question, I think there's amateur rowing and professional rowing. If you guys want to have the entertainment for the spectators, you go to back in the day, they had professional row, like professional wrestling versus, uh, you know, Olympic wrestling. Maybe that's the way to go. But it's uh, a really good point. And, and, and I think you have something on here. Maybe you've watched a couple of these episodes. I don't know. But in finishing in second place, uh, Scott Franzen, head coach of Cal, you brought the heat today. And you know what? Mike Wallen and Luke Walton warned me how competitive you were. And man, you were clear, concise, and you did a great job. How are you feeling today? Apparently, I didn't pander to the host enough. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> we watched past episodes to know what, what points to really drive home. Well, uh, you know, I, final point on that. I, I, think, I think that's part of the beauty of our sport, and not that we want to be a peripheral sport in any way, and I don't think we are, but the the laboring or, or the, the hard work and when no one's watching and, and the racing, you know, the, the pure love of the sport, you know, would we lose some of that if, if we all of a sudden try to sell ourselves and, and, and get on TV? I, I, maybe, I don't know. I, I, I love, I love the purity of, of our sport and, and the, and the competition that goes along, along with that. So I don't think you know, we need pull, to at the heartstrings there, Scott, you know, I, I, I think you're right, man. I, 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 we don't want to see that go away either, but we want to figure out a way to make rowing bigger and better. And, and maybe it is already at its peak level and speed, but we just want to bring a bigger audience. And, and I think it was Stefan that brought it up. Maybe there is a difference between the amateur and the professional. I think we're going to figure that out in due time. But the winner, the guy that just knew how to, how to do wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. I mean, it's, it's really been an and his internet goes out again. Let's mute him. All right, great. Uh, it was he was wonderful. Uh, great closing. 
he started off with bad internet. He finished with bad internet, but he did one thing. He won. He won my heart. He knew how to knew how to win today. So this is it. This is another coach's yelling. I really hope <laughs> dual passport. I really hope you enjoyed watching this week's episode of Coaches Yelling. And again, do me a favor. Do us a favor. We want to know how to make this better. Give us your comments. Give us your feedbacks. Tell me if you like or dislike what these guys had to say. Again, we, we want the same thing. We want to grow the sport and make it a better thing for everyone around the world. So thank you for watching Coaches Yelling. That alligator never showed up, by the way. It was interesting. <laughs>